Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted Social Distancing Style. From Packers.com, I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our humble abodes, as we've been doing for the last several weeks. And Wes, today's show, I want to follow the same format, similar format to what we did on our last show in talking about the draft class, but I want to expand the topics to really where the Packers roster is in general right now. And since we don't have OTAs and a mini camp and all of that to, to preview and to cover due to the pandemic, this is almost going to serve as like a training camp preview. And maybe we'll do this show again, you know, sometime in July or August or whatever. I have a but, feeling we're going to be doing a lot of things over and over again. Yeah, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. But my point is I've got some questions for you some overarching yeah. questions, about maybe where things stand with the Packers roster. So I want to start with this one because this one comes up a lot in our insider inbox uh, portal. Packers signed three free agents in the offseason: Devin Funches, Christian Kirksey, Rick Wagner. Which of those three do you see having the biggest impact on the 2020 Green Bay Packers? Yeah, it, without question in my mind, it's Christian Kirksey uh, because one, it's a very young position now with Blake Martinez and BJ Goodson both moving on to, to different pastures this offseason. Kirksey's the only real established veteran there. A lot of young players behind him. He, did, he does have the injuries the last two years. He's only played in nine games the past two seasons, but before that, he was an every-down player for the Cleveland Browns. And by all accounts, he could very well be that again now for the Green Bay Packers, you know, that kind of 800, 900,000 snap linebacker in this defense. And I also just like his overall makeup. I, I've said this since the very beginning when they, when they signed Christian Kirksey. He was on the precipice of looking like a really elite all-around linebacker prior to this whole situation. And unfortunately, the injuries kind of set him back, but he's still only 27. He still has the prime of his, you know, he's in the prime of his career. And he has a great opportunity at this point to reestablish himself in Mike Pettin's defense, a coordinator that he's worked with before. Yeah, I think you could make an argument in some respects for any one of these three guys as far as this question goes. You know, a lot of folks are looking for Devin Funches to make a really big impact because the Packers did not add any draft picks at wide receiver. I think there's also a strong argument to be made for Rick, Rick Wagner because, as we talked about on our last show, the Packers didn't draft that offensive tackle of the future. They didn't, they didn't draft, spend that high draft pick on a guy who could be potentially that swing backup on the right side and the left side behind the two veterans, Bakhtiari and Wagner. You, you just wonder what would happen, you know, say if Wagner were to get hurt or if something were to, to go wrong there, do you end up sliding Billy Turner out to right tackle? And then, you know, you're, you're shifting things around a lot with your offensive line or one of the other young guys, Alex Light, Yash Nyman, if they come on strong in training camp in the preseason, would they be ready to step in? So Wagner, you know, not just because tackles are out there on an island but in some senses he's kind of out there on an island as this free agent pickup for the Packers because they didn't build a whole lot of other reinforcements behind him just uh something that I think we're gonna have to watch as the 2020 season unfolds um I also really enjoyed to, to kind of break the fourth wall here you yeah. and I both getting our COVID-19 update phone calls at the same exact time from the Packers organization <laughs> if you're if you're a real strong viewer of unscripted you can kind of tell our idiosyncrasies Literally, Spoff and I both looked down at the same exact time to see why our phones were ringing. Yeah. At first, I thought it was Spoff. It turned out to be me. 
this this is the world we're dealing with now back in the day when we're in the studio my phone's turned off everything's fine lights are on marv's in my ear but you know what we're on zoom now so that's right these are the things that we have to adjust to <laughs> that's right and we'll just keep moving forward as best <laughs> we can all right so um here's another one for you wes Heading into, say, if we were just a couple of weeks away from training camp, what do you think is the most interesting, intriguing position competition the Packers are going to have in whatever form training camp takes later this summer? Without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to end up being the secondary. And I'm going to be broad and say the secondary because of the story I wrote earlier this week on Packers.com about the nickel cornerback position. You can We can talk until you know, tomorrow about right tackle, the changes that inside linebacker, they didn't draft a receiver. They took a quarterback. There's another running back, but let's be honest, Mike, the one thing the Packers got out in terms of where they exited that draft was pretty much where they started it in terms of their defensive backs and how they're going to handle that nickel cornerback position. Now, Brian Gutekunst said right from the get-go the week before the, the draft that Tremont Williams is still very much in play for them. He could be back 37 years young, Certainly played, uh, ex I thought, exceptional last year considering his age and how much they needed him to be out there. That being said, Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur are both very complimentary of a number of young corners and safeties on this roster already. Among them, Chandon Sullivan, the undrafted free agent that was picked up last May, days after the Philadelphia Eagles cut him following the draft, got cut off their 90-man roster. He ends up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and becomes a dime cornerback, and I thought played pretty well. You know it. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I, I thought this young man came in and impressed throughout training camp. If you go back and look at his numbers at the NFL scouting combine, he does have some impressive uh, measurables and, and some impressive drill work, and I thought that athleticism showed up last year. Josh Jackson – you know, you also have Kadar Holman, the six-round pick out of Toledo last year. Yep. Let's also touch on this too, Mike. Very interesting. The Packers also talked about Darnell Savage being a guy that could potentially play the nickel corner spot, or maybe even Jair Alexander, although he's been on the perimeter here the last few seasons. So they're going to be multiple, and they're going to be deep in terms of how they approach that position and they're, when they have five cornerbacks on the field. That was my number one takeaway from this draft because it wasn't like they took somebody that's like, okay, this is going to be the guy that's going to compete for that spot. They're going to look to find either with Tremont Williams or someone else on this roster, someone that's going to take the reins of that job. Yeah. And I, my answer to this question, I think it'd be real easy, obviously to say wide receiver, right? Because you're going to have Devin Funches, Alan Lazard, MVS, EQ St. Brown, Jake Kumaro, all these guys competing for how they're going to line up in the pecking order behind Reggie Bagleton heading into 2020. Yes, Reggie. Got to uh, remember from that too. The, from, from the CFL. That's right. He's in the mix as well. But I, I'm not, I don't want to go there with the wide receiver thing. I think that's, that's almost too obvious. My answer to this one is actually going to be backup quarterback. And the reason I say that, I think this is going to be a real legitimate competition here in 2020 because in a normal circumstance, you spend a first round draft pick on a quarterback, you're expecting behind Aaron Rodgers, you're expecting him to be the number two right away, just as Aaron Rodgers was in 2005 yep. behind Brett Favre. But here's the thing, Wes, the first time that Jordan Love is going to take an actual snap in an 11 on 11 NFL practice, it's not in rookie minicamp. It's not going to be in OTAs. It's not going to be in a full squad minicamp. It's going to be in training camp. His 
and and there's talk of course that maybe training camp is even going to be shortened and truncated we may not have the four preseason games that we'll, we'll find all that out as we get down the road so in that respect and with what tim boyle did last year establishing himself as the number two behind aaron Rodgers, i think there's a legitimate competition here between jordan love and tim boyle for this year as to who's going to be the number two because there's just no guarantee in my opinion that jordan love uh, in this type of environment and with the time frame that that we're potentially dealing with that he's really going to be ready to be the number two ahead of boyle with all the preseason games that he has under his belt yeah, exactly, Mike. I think, you know, not only just the preseason games, but now he had an entire season where he was in that number two role. Um, the guy that that did have the clipboard, that did have the headset, that was wearing the shoulder pads and was going to go into the football game if something, God forbid, happened to Aaron Rodgers. He's played that role now for an entire season. He knows those pressures and he's been able to prepare his mindset. Now, certainly Jordan Love has played a lot of football, so I expect him to push for that job. I expect him to be right in the middle of that competition. Also yeah. to throw out there too, the Packers did release Manny Wilkins, uh, their their practice squad quarterback from a year ago from ASU. They signed Jalen Merton, uh, and if you know anything about his story, he actually did get a combine invite, six foot four, you know, really two hundred thirty pounds. I mean, a really good arm. I mean, he has the prototypical build for that position. So, you know, don't completely you know just look at those three at the top and and just figure the competitions over there. There over there, uh, I think Morton could be a guy that pushes too, but. All that being said, Jordan Love is the rookie first-round pick. It's going to be a challenging offseason. He's going to have to overcome that. Uh, he'll yeah. have a chance to do that during the virtual offseason program. But I, I really – I'm with you on that. I think probably going all the way back to maybe, what, Mike, 2008? I mean, when was the last time they probably had a competition like this in terms of uh, a number two that looks like he's going to be, you know, an NFL football player? I think Tim Boyle does have a future in this league and yeah. a rookie first-round pick that, you know, a lot of people are very high on. Yeah. All right. Well, next question here for you, Wes, the 2019 draft class, which of those draft picks do you see taking the biggest step forward in year number two? You know, it would be easy to say Rashawn Gary, and that's yeah. exactly why I'm going to say Rashawn Gary. Uh, <laughs> this, the, the way that this lays out for this young man, I, I know all eyes were on him last year uh, and expectations were incredibly high for him and they still are. But you got to remember, they had Kyler Fackrell in a very interesting role last season. He was not only the, the, number, the number three guy at outside linebacker that was going to be the first off the bench in many cases, he also played that coverage linebacker role when they wanted to take somebody off the ball a little bit. Well, yeah. that guy's gone now. Kyler Fackrell has set sail. He's in New York. So there is, and by all accounts, the Packers haven't really had a big signing that's going to come in and, and take those snaps. It would make the most sense, as I wrote in Insider Inbox this week, to put those snaps on Rashawn Gary. So that was 450 snaps last year for Kyler Fackrell. I think Gary played in the 200 range. People very critical, you know, the only two sacks and this, that, and the other. Give this guy some time. He was 21 years old. The fortunate thing was that that shoulder thing that he was dealing with last year, he said, I believe he told Rob Domofsky after the season, he's not going to, that didn't require surgery. So he was able to get into a full off season. I just think when you have Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith doing what they're doing right now in leading the way that they're leading and the experiences that they had getting used to an edge rushing role in the NFL as well, that's such a valuable resource for them and for him. And, and also with Mike Smith in that room, uh, I expect Rashawn Gary to take a big step in 2020. 
Yeah, and I think there are a lot of other candidates potentially to to answer this question when you're talking about Kingsley Kiki on the defensive line, a position where the Packers didn't add a draft pick. We've talked a lot about Jay Sternberger, obviously, at tight end, and how much his playing time increased in the back half of his rookie season and into the playoffs, and now with Jimmy Graham no longer there for the Packers, that Sternberger's a guy who's going to step up. But if my answer to this question. I'm sticking in the first round of the draft, actually, and I'm going to say Darnell Savage. And I'm saying that, obviously, Savage stepped in. He was a starter from day one. But a couple of things here. One, you mentioned he might be in the mix potentially to play some nickel corner, some slot corner, and expand his skill set a little bit. So that's really intriguing. But the other thing I'll say, too, is that Savage is a guy, his, his speed, his skills, the next step for him is to start to become a playmaker, not just an every down starter, not just, you know, right. the, the guy who stepped in from day one, but to start making those, those big time game changing, you know, type of plays. And when I look at a guy, another guy in the secondary, different position corner, as opposed to safety with Savage, but Kevin King, his third year in the league last year, and you could argue it wasn't even really his third year because his first two years, he, you know, he missed time with injuries and stuff. He didn't really have two full seasons under his belt, I guess is what I'm saying. All of a sudden, Kevin King becomes the team leader in interceptions last year with five. That's something that Darnell Savage could potentially do. He got a couple of picks as a rookie, but if suddenly that number goes up to four or five or six, then he's he's a big time playmaker in the secondary that quarterbacks are going to start to worry about more. I think Darnell Savage is a guy who could really take a big step forward in 2020. And the other thing about last year's draft class, Darnell Savage and Elton Jenkins first time since 2014, the Packers put two guys from the same draft class on a PFWA all rookie team. So, I mean, yeah. the ceiling uh, is just you know huge for these guys and where they're going to be able to potentially take this thing. Uh, Elton Jenkins, I think for my money, Mike, I think, can't think of a rookie that came in and knocked the doors down the way he did <laughs> since probably David Bakhtiari in, in terms of just yeah. being able to, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop short of saying master the position, but not looking like a rookie second round pick that, right. you know, not, I think a lot of people were going to be patient with. And you look at the way that, you know, also Corey Lindsley gets thrown into that too. The way the Packers have been able to throw some of these rookies and young offensive linemen in there and play as well as they have, uh, you tip your cap to Jenkins because as I've said over and over again, it's really special when you can draft a player and within that first year, knock on wood, you know, barring injury, this looks like a guy that you can plug into your offensive line for the next decade and not think twice about it. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Well, next question, speaking of players taking steps forward, put aside the 2020 draft class, put aside the 2019 draft class a third or fourth year guy that you're going to have your eye on in 2020 for the Packers that you're looking to take that next step with his career. It's Oren Burks. It has to be. And this is a guy that was a third round pick two years ago. I, I love Oren has a tremendous head on his shoulders, incredibly intelligent. You can already tell that this guy is going to do so many great things once his football career is over, but he wants it to be a long and prosperous football career. And you look at the past two off seasons, Mike, both times it was tailor made for him to step into the starting lineup. Uh, last year, it really looked like he was going to be able yep. to do that and maybe even push Blake Martinez for that dime linebacker role. Well, again, an injury pops up. And again, the Packers had to go out and acquire a veteran inside linebacker to fill in as Burks was sidelined. So him having to get these late starts into regular seasons that set him back the past two years, but 
this guy has so much ability in his body and he, he has a great makeup for the game of football and defensive football in 2020. He's a guy that played safety, played defensive back. He grew into his body and he became an inside linebacker. This isn't some bloated hybrid that's just trying to, you know, make a way in the league. Right. Oren Burks is an inside linebacker that can run with guys. So if he can stay healthy, Mike, if he can really grab on to that number two role, as much as I talked about Christian Kirksey, and he's a great pickup for the Packers, I think if he stays on the field, it's really going to benefit this defense. But Oren Burks, they used a third-round pick out of him on him out of Vanderbilt two years ago for a very specific reason, and it's time for him to be able to grab that job. Yeah, and actually Brian Gutekunst traded up for that third-round pick to use yeah. Oren Burks as well. Um, this is where I am going to dip into the uh, receiver conversation because the guy that I, I'm really intrigued to watch here is EQ St. Brown. And the reason I say that, obviously, his second season in the NFL was lost to injury. But if you go back to his rookie year when the Packers had spent three day three draft picks at wide receiver, Jamon Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, and Equinemia St. Brown, by the end of that rookie season, St. Brown was the guy who was the, the furthest ahead on the depth chart as far as those three guys were concerned. And then the 2019 season, he just never was really able to get it started uh, due to the injury, and it, it cost him the entire year. Now, this is a guy you talk about, and we could list you know any number of guys that have a huge opportunity knocking in 2020. But if you're EQ St. Brown, and you just missed your entire second season due to injury. And then you watched as the Packers signed one wide receiver in free agency and then didn't draft any wide receivers. The opportunity you have in front of you to put that, you know, lost season to injury behind you and to get back to really pick up where you left off at the end of your rookie year. That's the opportunity that St. Brown has. I want to bring you down memory lane a little bit here. And I, and I love to talk about EQ some more. You made some great points on him. If this guy would have been a red shirt, going into Notre Dame, he'd be coming out now first if you would right. have been his entire time there. So he's right. a young man, a lot of ability there. But let's let's take a little bit of a trip down memory lane, Mike. <laughs> there is one year, one year out of the now 11 NFL drafts I've covered where I thought the Packers made a legitimate mistake not drafting a player at a position. That was 2013. They decided against taking a safety. They decided, okay, MD Jennings, Jerron McMillan, that's how we're going to proceed. That was ill-advised. And, and, you know, my compliments to both guys. They're both fantastic guys. I, I really loved MD Jennings. Good dude to deal with. But they left a hole there. Yeah. The next year, they responded. They took HaHa Clinton Dix. They moved Micah Hyde from cornerback to safety or began that transition. And they overhauled the position that spoke volumes about what the Packers felt they needed to do to improve what had probably been in 2013 an Achilles heel for them. I mentioned that story because I think this was a big thing for Brian Gutekunst to put the faith that he has in that receiver's room on those guys and not use a first round pick on it, not trade up, not trade back, just decide that, you know what, we signed Devin Funchess. We have several young guys at that position that we think we can help us. We're going to trust that talent and trust that ability. There's a risk there. There's a gamble. Mm -hmm. And we'll see when 2021 rolls around exactly where they ended up falling on that. But if I'm EQ, if I'm MVS, Jake Kumaro, Reggie Begleton, I mean, even Alan Lazard, who I think right now everyone would agree is probably penciled in as the number two at this point. All those guys, this is a tremendous opportunity for them to show that, you know what, the faith that Brian Gutekunst placed in us in this position room, in this group, 
there's good reason for it. We're going to capitalize on that opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. One more I'm going to throw at you here, Wes, before we sign off. Okay. And this is your, this is the opportunity to say something off the wall, just in case, just in case it sticks later on. Okay. But here's the question. What is a potential story in 2020 for the Green Bay Packers that no one is talking about right now? Josh Jackson. You can go as off the wall as you want to on this. Go ahead. I don't know if it's off the wall. He's a second round pick, but I'm going to say Josh Jackson. Okay. I think by the end of 2020, Josh Jackson will be a starting cornerback in the NFL. I think that this guy got off to a really rough start. Uh, He really had to get thrown into the fire in 2018. He dealt with that foot injury early in camp in 2019 and then just wasn't able to really regain that momentum on the defensive side of the ball. I still think he's a really good special teamer. I think the way I look at it, I'm not sure exactly how the defensive thing's going to turn out. If his ceiling has been reached, I still think Josh Jackson could be a 10-year player in this league as a special team contributor. I think he's that good in that area. I really, truly do. But there's a reason why the Packers drafted him where they did. There was a reason why there was conversation about him being a first-round pick at times in 2018. I went back and read his bio, uh, his draft uh, uh, NFL.com draft page and his strengths and weaknesses. And this is a guy that people were saying was going to be a starter within one year. He had that ability. I just think Josh Jackson is going to get a great opportunity this offseason, this upcoming season, to prove that he still can be that guy. If he stays healthy, he can be that guy. Because the thing about it is, you know, there, there have been some guys that, you know, you see him come through in every team, every city, they're a high round draft pick, things don't work out, and they end up being a problem child. Josh Jackson was not that guy. He did not cry. He did not whine. He did not complain. He did his job. And if the Packers stand pat at cornerback, whether it ends up being nickel cornerback, dime cornerback, I think he's going to have an opportunity to find his way into the defense in that second chance to show that, okay, this was the ball hawk that we wanted out of Iowa, and he can be that player in the NFL. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what Jackson does in 2020 as well, assuming that he can hit the ground running, so to speak, as the the healthy player that he was when he first showed up as a rookie. I'm going to go a little bit off the wall here, Wes. I warned you. The Packers have a veteran tight end on this roster who's only been, I believe, to one Pro Bowl in his career. His name's Mercedes Lewis. And I just wonder – I. I just wonder, Jimmy Graham is gone. The Packers' other tight ends are really young. We saw Mercedes Lewis catch a touchdown pass late last season. Just how much is he going to be potentially a red zone target here for Aaron Rodgers? And I can see I can see Aaron Rodgers having a lot of fun with this because this stat has taken off about the fact that Aaron Rodgers has thrown only one touchdown pass in his entire career to a first-round draft pick. Well, guess who? It was Mercedes Lewis last year. So I can just see every time Rodgers can hit Lewis for a touchdown pass, then he can say something after the game about, well, I have to, you know, add to that statistical (laughs) in my career of throwing touchdowns to first-round draft picks. As I said, I'm kind of having fun here and, and, you know, going a little bit off script, but, uh, I just, yeah, I, I, like I think Mar- I think Mercedes Lewis could end up being uh, more than just the blocking tight end. As much as he's going to play that role in this offense with the way Matt LaFleur wants to run the ball, the Packers are going to have kind of this three-headed monster in the backfield and all of that now with A.J. Dillon added to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But I think we're going to see Mercedes Lewis, particularly in the red zone goal line situations, those short passes. Yeah to get it to the finish line. I think he's going to play a little bit bigger role. And just maybe, just maybe Rodgers throws him enough touchdown passes to get him into consideration for maybe his second uh, Pro Bowl of his long and distinguished career. That is a 
heck of a going outside the box. We're going to see it. Hey, Dude, I it, had to, I had to that, try, right? I have to try. So that would have to be a record, right? If, I mean, that would have to be a record. If Mercedes Lewis would actually be able to put together a Pro Bowl season, <laughs> that would be at least 10 years between the stints because right. he went in 2010. Right. I, think I don't know be, of anyone else that's done that. I, I think it'd be a great story. I hope, I, hope you, I hope in six months you and I are talking about that. Uh, yeah, I hope we get to see some football too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the thing is, I want to just point this out. I do like that story because it kind of reminds me. I, did you ever play City League basketball at all? No. Yeah, no. I, I did. Haven't, I haven't played basketball since college intramurals when okay. I got a when I got a 10 cent signing bonus from uh, a fraternity team that I was not part of the fraternity <sighs> They you got to keep that down. The NCAA is going to come and find yeah, you, Spot. Yeah, yeah, they are going to take uh, away your old scholarship to, to they, Lawrence. Uh, they sent me a dime in inner office mail to uh, sign on the dotted line and join their intramural team. Anyway, story for point, another day. Point being, old man strength. Every city league basketball league I ever played in, there's always that old guy that's probably 30 years older than the other guys, but he's big, he's strong, and he posts up in the paint and nobody can stop him. Mercedes Lewis, 2020, man. Put it on the board. All right. Well, with that, we will call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. And just a reminder, the NFL schedule is coming out on Thursday evening. So be sure to keep your eye on Packers.com. As soon as it is available, we will have all the details. And on our next show, our next Unscripted West, we will be breaking down the schedule, going over all of those details with what lies ahead in 2020, as uncertain as everything perhaps is. But for now... For Wes, I am Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Stay safe, and we will see you next time.